Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by National Roper Supply. NRS has been providing quality Western wear and horse tack since 1989, and they are proud to be the number one Western store in the USA. From functional and fashionable Western wear and horse tack to essential livestock and horse supplies, NRS carries the products you need at prices you can afford. NRS is a one-stop shop for all things Western. NRS also carries our new line of modern cowboy brand apparel, caps, t-shirts, and hoodies. And for our listeners, use your special discount code Modern Cowboy at checkout for 10% off your entire purchase. And remember, Modern Cowboy is the brand for the cowboy in all of us. Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick Although we're all the same The minute we ride in to the roping pen Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, super excited to have my guest on today, Austin Whitmore. He is the founder of the Cowboy Fresh brand. Uh, he's a bull riding, bass fishing, uh, skateboarding cowboy. So um, he, he's from my home state, California, around a lot of the same areas. And I've, I've seen him post where he's fishing a lot of these lakes. I fished a lot of those lakes when I was, was a kid and growing up. So uh, excited to talk to him and hear about some new stuff he's got coming up with the new media company. Uh, and find out all about Cowboy Fresh. So, uh, Austin, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Thank you, Dan. Glad to glad to be a part of the podcast. I've been listening to your to your podcast the last year or so. Every time I'm on the road, I listen to all the new guests, and I've enjoyed it a lot. Very cool. Very cool. Well, yeah, we're glad to have you on. So, hey, um, if if you would just kind of take us back, give us your backstory. Uh, you know how you got involved in rodeo, you know, and then just rolled up into okay. you know your brand, Cowboy Fresh. Okay. Um, well, I grew up in Salinas, California. Um, my dad was a produce salesman, like uh, in the produce business, vegetables, uh, cauliflower, broccoli, lettuce, all of that stuff. And then we also ran some commercial cows. Um, so I grew up in both sides of the ag business in Salinas. Uh, my dad was also a team roper. So we had a roping club and I grew up uh, working the rope and shoots and riding horses. And then my dad would rope at the, the California rodeo Salinas every summer. Um, so I grew up going to that rodeo every summer. And, um, that was like right when the PBR started. So I remember seeing like Ty Murray and Adriana Marias and all those guys riding at the PBR. Yeah. Um, I was always like fascinated with it, but I never really thought that I would end up riding bulls. Um, but then like kind of fast forward into high school, um, I was starting to get into team roping, like got my own horse. I was planning on doing high school rodeo, um, my junior year of high school. And I sat next to a guy in high school that, uh, that rode bulls and, 
within a couple months, I started getting pretty interested in it. He, he was, you know, he'd come back from his rodeo weekend and all, all Monday and Tuesday, all we talked about was the bulls and his, the rodeo weekend. And I was like, this is sounding pretty badass. I need to, <laughs> I need to check this out. And so one, one week he was going to be going to a practice pen over in, in Fresno, which is like two and a half hours away. And somehow I, I convinced my parents to let me drive two and a half hours away on a school night and also get on my first bull, which was like a miracle, a double miracle. <laughs> I don't, I still don't know how I, I made that happen, but, um, I got on a young bull that had only been bucked a couple times. And, uh, they were, it was like a training facility where they were running through a bunch of bulls for a guy named Alex Nacarado. And, uh, and so, I got on this bull and I was scared to death. Bull was jumping up in the bucket shoot and just freaking me out. And but overcoming that and then getting on him and actually making a couple jumps was just the biggest rush I had ever felt. And I was hooked. That's all I wanted to do. So the next couple of weeks I kept getting on and getting on. And like the farther I got into bull riding, the less I cared about my horse and team roping and right. <laughs> within a month or two that that horse became my dad's like backup team roping horse because right. i didn't have a care in the world about roping or anything horse related anymore all i wanted to do was be a bull rider um so i i got on bulls uh that was my junior year going into my senior year all summer and then i i did a high school rodeo my senior year um and then my freshman year of college, I went to Feather River College up in Northern California and was on the rodeo team there. And that's really where I learned to ride bulls. I, I went from a bull getter honor to a bull rider. Right. <laughs> we had a we had a coach and we got on twice a week for practice and then went to rodeos every weekend. And that's really where it started clicking for me. Um, and so I rode bulls for another year or so, had an uh, injury and kind of took some time off. Um, and, uh, when I was taking that time off, I started helping a, a few guys that raised bulls around me. I've always loved working bulls and stuff. So I just figured I'd figure out a way to stay involved and started hauling bulls to PBRs and, and flanking bulls for guys and working bulls. Um, and at that time I was starting to get interested in clothing and creating my own brand because, I realized that like all the bull riders and rough stock cowboys, we all had our own like style of clothing. Like we weren't just wearing traditional Western wear from, from the Western store. We were merging a couple of styles. Like we were wearing surf and skate brand t-shirts and hats and then merging it with our Western jeans and boots and that type of stuff. And, um, so right around that time, like 2009, 2010 was when I decided to create my own brand. Um, and that's when Cowboy Fresh was born. Um, early 2010, I decided to create a brand. And within two weeks of deciding that I wanted my own brand, I came up with the name Cowboy Fresh. It just kind of like popped into my head and it was like the light bulb going off and uh, told a few people what they thought of that name. and. Like, oh yeah, that's it. That's it. Yeah. And, uh, just kind of ran with it after that. Very cool. And then, uh, so man, you've, you've had it going for 11 years now then. 
started in 2010. Yeah, the first, yeah, the first few years was just kind of uh, like a hobby. Right. I, I wasn't doing it, wasn't pushing it hard. I didn't really know what I was doing at that time. I was just right. kind of like selling selling some t-shirts out of the back of my truck. And I had, I had a little website going, um, but it wasn't a big or full-time hustle back then. I'd do a couple booths a year. Um, 2015 is really when it started to pick up. And that's when I first went full-time with it. Yeah. Um, had a, you know, booming website, um, was doing some, a few events a year. Um, 2015, 16, 17 was, uh, like full-time income. And then I, I ended up taking two years off 2018, 2019 wasn't running the brand. And then, um, last, so July, 2020 is when I started back again. And then, um, I just finished my, my 2021 was my biggest year I've ever had. Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that crazy how like 2020 and 2021 was, were great years for a lot of people. They were for us too, even though all the stuff that was going on, you know, I know. Yeah. 2020 was a really tough year for me, but also I got my brand back going and then, you know, 2021 was beyond anything I could have imagined. It was just like, it was a dream come true. I got my fire back for my brand and really figured out how to make this like not just a full-time income, but a full-time, um, growing business. Right. Right. Now you, you, you do caps, hoodies, tees, all that. Do you have any plans for like board shorts or anything like that? Or, um, at, at this point right now, I don't have any plans for, that type of, uh, customization or expansion. Right. right. Um, I do t-shirts, hats, jackets, hoodies. That's right. Um, yeah. I'm starting to get into some custom production, um, customizing and making my own hats and that type of thing. Um, but I still feel like I'm, I'm a little bit away from creating like full customized products, like board shorts or jeans or anything like that. Right. right. I got to, I got a, a few other steps in uh, in growth that are on my radar before I like, expand into that type of stuff. Yeah, very cool. No, we were, we were talking before we started recording, and, and you mentioned that you were starting a new media company. Uh, tell us what that's going to be all about. Yeah, so for the last like four or five years, I've been really passionate about um telling stories at rodeos um videoing behind the scenes on social media doing little interviews uh behind the scenes clips of guys getting ready to ride um that type of thing um i was on the social media team for the california rodeo salinas for three years and that's a lot of what we did was behind the scenes clips and just showing people a different perspective right um and I've been doing that type of coverage on my personal social media, just Austin Whitmore. Right. Um, but I've really wanted to create my own page or my own company specifically for that. Um, and so four years ago, I decided on the name and I, I just kind of saved it and didn't do anything with it. Um, but I'm ready to launch it now. And it's called The Rodeo Trail. You can check it out on Instagram. It's just at The Rodeo Trail. Okay. Um, and that's just going to be kind of behind the scenes, um, videos, interviews, um, different 
highlight videos from rodeos that I go to. Um, and then I am planning on starting a podcast too. Oh, very cool. Yeah. Yeah. I've really, I've really enjoyed the podcasting the last year. You know, I've been on the road, like almost, I was on the road almost all but four weekends in 2021. And I listened to a lot of different podcasts and this is the third podcast that I've been on in the last year. And every podcast I'm on, it just kind of sparks my fire for it even more to, to start my own. Cause I'm, I'm at so many rodeos and I'm around so many people that I think would make great guests. Absolutely. Very cool. Do you got a name for the podcast yet or? Yeah, just the rodeo trail. The rodeo trail. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Just to go along with the, with, with the other accounts that I have, I'll probably just merge it all into one account. Yeah. So now when, when you're at the rodeos and stuff and like, you know, uh, pulling, uh, you know, flanks for guys on their bulls and working the gates. And are you, are you you in a paid position there or or is that just part of your work in terms of what you're doing with, uh, you know, the media company and social media and stuff? Well, um, when I worked on the rodeo Salinas pay, uh, team, that was a paid deal. Right. But this last year, um, I have a few different ways that I work it. Um, so I, a lot of what I do, I kick latches at a lot of rodeos and PBRs. Right. Um, that's, that's a big passion of mine. It's as close as I can get to riding bulls without, you know, really getting hurt. Right. Um, so some of the rodeos I go to, they pay me for that. And then some of them, if I have a booth set up, right. I'll, I'll make them a trade instead of paying a booth fee. I'll trade them for working the shoots in exchange for the booth fee. Gotcha. Yeah. And so that works out pretty good. And then sometimes what I'll do is I'll, I'll say, Hey, if you let me set up my booth for free, I'll do social media coverage of your event on both of my accounts. I'll get it out to 130,000 followers on my Instagram, just in exchange for a free booth. It's not really free since we're making a trade, but not having to pay for it. Right. Um, And that's worked really good. I've had a, a few different events that are, the next time I come around, they're like, yeah, let's do that again, you know, because some of these videos are getting millions of views and, and they're, they're tagged on them. Um, and it works out pretty good. Yeah. So that's um, very cool. Um, and then some of the rodeos, I don't have anything like that going on. And I just, I hire a girl to work my booth during the performance. And then I just go behind the shoots and video. Right. And then that gives me content to post that weekend and then the whole next week until the next rodeo. Yeah. How how many, how many rodeos are you, are you setting in your booth up at, uh, you know, now? Okay. So January through the beginning of April, I think I only had two weekends off. Oh man. Of last year. And then the middle of April through the NFR, I didn't have one weekend off man so almost like i think it was like eight months eight months there's a rodeo every weekend um between california oregon and nevada i was able to go to one every single weekend there was almost a weekend in november where i was going to stay at home because i didn't know of any rodeos i thought the season was kind of slowing down and the night before i left i found out about a, a rodeo in nevada and (laughs) <laughs> called and booked it and i was on the road the next morning <laughs> did you go to the uh, so, nfr this year yes i did yeah and you had your yeah booth? 
so I didn't have my own booth this year. I was on a waiting list and I didn't end up getting a booth of my own. So a friend of mine had a booth and I had my products inside of her booth. Cool. Um, that worked out good because I didn't have to be manning the booth the whole time. Right. Um, but this year moving forward, I'm planning on having a booth at the NFR and then also the PBR finals and the Indian national finals. Nice. I've seen seen you guys have done some super cool photo shoots too there uh, out in the desert. I I think it's during the NFR if I'm correct. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite things to do is, uh, is to do a branded shoot during the NFR. Yeah. Um, Cause there's a lot of cool spots in Vegas. My favorite would be the red rock national park where we shot this last year. Um, Cause I have so many friends that are in town and a lot of b- people that are big on social media. Right. Um, so I gather them all up and we go out there and I hire a media. I, I have a gal that does my media that, uh, or helps with my media that does my photo shoots and we all get together. We go out there and take all these pictures and videos. And then for the next week, we all post those pictures on our, on our socials and, and tag everyone. Right. And it's just like this big ripple effect. Everyone kind of shares their followers with everyone. And, and, uh, it goes, it's pretty awesome. Yeah. I saw that you guys did a collaboration with uh, Olivia Harms. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had, I had her on the podcast last year sometime, but, uh, super cool oh, nice. yeah yeah i need to go back and listen to that one i didn't realize you had her on yeah she's great i i ran into her that uh that first weekend in vegas and i told her about the photo shoot that that next week and yeah. I, I wanted her to come out yeah we actually uh i wish we would have had a, a separate videographer but we have three different artists and we had all of them just take turns swapping songs um oh, yeah. out there at red rocks and it was super cool Hearing yeah. them all, hearing all the different variety of the music. Yeah, that's very cool. Yeah, very very cool. So now you're you're you like to fish a lot. Did, was this something you started doing when you were young, or? Yeah. Um. So I grew up uh, like in my early like elementary school days. I would uh, my dad would take me up to the Sierras mm-hmm. to go trout fishing in the streams and stuff. Um. And I always really liked it. Um. And then like in middle school. Um, I got into bass fishing. So there was a, a pond right by my parents' house in Salinas that had bass and bluegill and stuff in it. And I yeah. kind of like just stumbled into that. Right. Um, and I really liked that. And, and from middle school on, I was more, more into bass fishing than I was trout fishing. Cause I could do it all the time instead of like twice a year, you know? Right. Um, and then so yeah, I got really into bass fishing in the uh, middle school and the beginning of high school. Um, and then once I started riding bulls, I, I started kind of getting, not getting out of fishing, but I wasn't as focused on it. I wasn't doing any tournaments or anything like that. Um, but I still stayed involved or still, still fished once in a while. And then like back in 2013, I ended up getting back into bass fishing um and have been really into it since then you still do tournaments or uh no i lived in kansas city for two years back in 2014 and 15 and i did a lot of uh club bass tournaments out there gotcha. um, but i haven't done a tournament since i since i lived out there in five or six years now yeah um i enjoy them but um 
I just haven't had the chance to do and most of them are on the weekends and and uh you know I don't have weekends off yeah um <laughs> but um I just moved to Oakdale California oh you did okay and there's uh there's two different lakes out here that have weekday tournaments it's like a a Wednesday and Thursday night jackpot tournament during uh-huh. the summer so I'm planning on doing some of those midweek yeah well um what's your favorite lake out there in the in California. Um, I got a few, but Lake Tolick is my, my favorite lake. It's yeah. right up the road from Oakdale. Yeah. Um, and then I fish new Maloney's reservoir a lot and Lake Amador. And then the, the, the California Delta is another one that I really like to fish. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and you, you fish from a boat, right? Or mostly or yeah. Bass boats, bass boats. Yeah. yeah. I have, I have a bunch of buddies, probably over 10 buddies that have their own bass boats. Um, and so I just, I just link up with them and figure out when they're going to go and I meet up with them and I pay the launch fee and I pitch in for gas and it helps them out. And then we just go out for the day and it works out pretty good. Yeah. Very cool. So but, uh, do you team rope now or anything or are you? Nope. 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 I haven't since I got on a bull. No kidding. Yeah. Your, your dad still team rope? No, my dad retired from team roping or got out of it about uh, five or six years ago, I think. Okay, got you. He just, he's just, uh, he golfs more now. Yeah. Um, my, uh, my sister and her kids and her family live out in Kansas City and my parents fly out there pretty often. Right. Um, for like a week at a time. Uh, so it just didn't work to have a horse and. Yeah. And so they're just more living the low-key grandparents life now <laughs> yeah gotcha um now skateboarding did you did you grow up skateboarding too or is this something you picked up later um, on or a little bit i've never really skateboarded like a lot i skateboarded right. a little bit here and there um growing up um and i i still skate around here and there if a buddy has a board right um but it's more of just being involved or infatuated with like the skateboard and surfing lifestyle right um like and and the brands that are involved in that industry that's more of what i've been involved with and not really actually skating hardcore right um like i used to go watch the surfers down at the beach in monterey and then uh there's two surf shops in monterey and i always would go in there and check out the new styles um and i'm also a pretty avid uh snow skier okay and um the surf shops in monterey was where we got our board our skis waxed and everything so i spent a lot of time in there with all the surfers and stuff and then my buddy skated and i was always hanging out at the skate parks and stuff so i was involved in that side of things but at Mm -hmm. the same time was at the ranch every day so i have like this this merge of styles and cultures growing up and that's what led me to create cowboy fresh it was like a merge of like the rodeo cowboy lifestyle, but also like the surf and skate and like freestyle world on one side. Right. I was wearing my surfs and t- uh, surf and skate t-shirt mixed with my cowboy boots all through elementary, middle school, all, all my whole childhood. I was wearing those both styles. Right. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with the cowboy surf shop, but it's in, um, I think it's Happen Bay, but I actually had the, the owner, 
on the podcast uh, early on. I can't remember what episode it was. Yeah. But the guy that started it, they called him cowboy. He was a big old, big surfer dude. And they called him cowboy because sometimes he would ride a horse on the beach, but he was a surfer. And it's interesting. You might want to go back and listen to it because he was one of the first guys that they launched um, when they launched Billabong and Hurley. And so, yeah, this was like way back in the day, he's passed away now, but um, it's really interesting, a really interesting, uh, you know, talking to her and, and just finding about the shop and, and uh, I've always thought that they could, you know, make that brand even bigger, but it's just kind of a little low key place over there, but it's super cool. We used to stop in there all the time when, when we were over there on the, on on the, uh, on the coast, but. uh, Oh, wow. Yeah. I definitely will check that out. How long ago was that podcast? um, Gosh, I, I can't remember if it was, it was probably, it was early on probably episode between episode 20 and 40, I think. And I'm at like 176 episodes now. So it was, it was back okay. there ways. Yeah. Yeah. But I, you'd, you'd find it interesting because it was super cool. You know, that just hearing about, you know, when, when they started those billabong and, and Hurley and stuff, it was pretty, pretty crazy. Cause those are some of the brands yeah. that, you know, that, that, that you see a lot, you know, in, in oh, yeah. you know, legendary. Yeah. Legendary. Exactly. Very cool. Hey, well, I've got uh, three questions. I always ask everybody what you got a favorite brand of cowboy hats. Uh, yeah, I wear Americans for the most part. Um, I really like their straws. Um, they have the biggest, the widest selection of, of, of straws these days and they fit me well. I'm not a huge like American advocate for any, any, by any means, but that's, that's what I wear and that's what fits me the best. I have a huge head. Um, what size hat you wear? I wear a seven and three quarter, um, almost, almost an eight. And I, I, my size is a long oval, so right. it's not rounded. It's a long oval, and right. I have to have that size and shape, or it doesn't fit. I can't wear any other brands, so I'm kind of I'm stuck with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, their straws are, are definitely dirty, tough. That's for sure. And yeah, yeah. I usually get one um, in the spring, and they last me all through the. They might yeah. last into the next spring, but I usually wear them out within a year. They get they yeah. get crunched and banged up pretty good. Yeah. How about boots? You got a favorite brand of boots? Yeah, I got I got a pair of Lucases right now that I've had for gosh, almost six years. And they are badass. I I got a deal on them. They're they're like a thousand dollar pair of boots. I got a really, really good deal on them. Um, and they have, I mean, they have a t- they're they're square toe gator belly. Right. Uh, yeah. boots are the sexiest pair of boots I've ever worn. And but they just haven't worn out. Like there's like a little wearing in between right. one of the Gator deals. But other than that, I, I love them. And they have a, they have a, what are they? They're the same cut, same toe and everything. They have a black cherry. Oh yeah. 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 That I need. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> I yes. almost bought them before the NFR, but I held off. Right. But I, I definitely want those things. They're, they're pretty. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Lucchese for me, they're not very comfortable. I'll tell you that. They, really? But they look, they look the part. Yeah, yeah. Because Lucchese are nice boots, and uh, the ones I've had have fit me really well. Because they used to make a lot of them in more. Because I wear a narrow width, a B, and they used to make oh. a lot of them in in more narrow widths. You don't see it as much nowadays, but uh, okay. Yeah, definitely nice boots. Uh, how about how about uh, Western or cowboy movies? You got a favorite? Yeah. Definitely the man from snowy river. Oh, 
It's funny you said that. I just clicked on and watched the trailer on that the other day. I haven't seen it in a long time, but it's a great movie, man. Yeah, I grew up watching that one like over and over. Like yeah. it was, we had it, I think, on VHS, and I would just pop that in every month or something. It was it was an awesome one. And then I I, I grew up watching a lot of Clint Eastwood because Clint Eastwood lived like you know a half hour from us over in uh, right. Beach. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And uh, his. Our uh, our news anchor when I was a kid at the local TV show ended up marrying Clint Eastwood. So oh my gosh! And then yeah, and then he was the mayor of Carmel for a while. Right, right. Uh, so I've always liked the, the the Clint Eastwood movies. Absolutely. Well, very cool. Well, man, it's exciting what you what you got going on and exciting what you've done with the Cowboy Fresh brand. It's a super super cool brand, and I, I know it's it's really popular and. And uh, I look forward to seeing, you know, what you do with your media company and, and your podcast as well. So um, thank you. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be an awesome year. I'm uh, I'm going into this year. I'm going to double down. Um, I have like three part time employees right now and I'm about to hire a full time employee starting in March. And um, he's going to take his own. He's going to take a separate booth to, to different rodeos every weekend. Oh, nice. So we're going to be at, we're going to be at two different rodeos every weekend from, from March to November. Um, I'd say about one weekend out of the month, we'll be at the same rodeo for, you know, some of the bigger rodeos. Right. Um, but if there's weekends where there's just several smaller rodeos, we'll, we'll split up and, and double up. And I think that's going to be huge for growth this year. Absolutely. That's very cool. Hey, yeah, you know, I mean, I, what's that? No, go ahead. Go ahead. Um, yeah, going, going to rodeos from April to November, you know, nonstop. I, it was really like a trial and error period. I figured out what rodeos were profitable, which ones I wouldn't go back to. Right. Um, a lot of it was, I needed a different booth location. Right. You know, they put me over here away from traffic. Next time I need to request that spot up at the front. Right. Um, I need to get a bigger booth because there's too much traffic for one booth. Um, so a lot of that stuff was just figured out last year. I didn't take any notes, but I uh I have it's all mental notes. So yeah. Yeah. You uh, know, so there's well go for it. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm listening. Um, there's so many rodeos in California and they're all on the same weekend a lot. Sometimes there's two or three events in the same weekend. Um, like there's one weekend in May this year that there's like five different events on the same weekend that I want to go to. And so I'm just trying to figure out which one I have enough. I have people that I, we could do three booths on a weekend. So I just got to figure out which ones are going to be the most profitable and and, uh, spread out. Yeah. You know, the other podcast too, that uh, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with that, um, uh, Zane cook with, they, they did that, uh, surface and Cowboys documentary. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. 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 I actually went down to that, uh, that, uh, premiere when they did it, I think yeah. it was 2017. They did a, yeah. a premiere down in Newport beach. I went down to that. Yeah. I, I had him on the podcast back at episode 43. That was, oh, okay. Yeah. That was pretty, pretty cool deal. Yeah, uh, definitely. Yeah, you, but you'll you definitely go back and, and check out the one with, uh, I think her name's Lucy Turner. She's the owner of the Cowboy Surf Shop. And, okay, uh, I will. Yeah, it's uh, it's one of the early ones. So 
I was still cutting my teeth on this podcast stuff, but uh, right <laughs> yeah. But anyway, yeah, it was, Hey man, it was great. Great having you on. Um, you know, like I said, look forward to seeing, uh, you know, what you do, uh, this coming year with the, your media company and the brand and, uh, just wish you all the more success. All right. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, it was great. Great being on. I've been listening to your podcast a lot the last year or so. Very was, cool. Uh, definitely cool having my own spot on there. Yeah, absolutely. And then, um, we'll, I'm sure we'll cross paths here one of these days at, uh, one of these rodeos or something and meet in person. Yeah. Um, I think I might come down to Queen Creek or Cave Creek or oh, yeah. one of those, one of those rodeos. I think they're in March. February yeah, that, March. Queen Creek. Yeah. That's the, uh, Gilbert, I think it's Gilbert rodeo days or, or the, um, Oh, I can't remember the other name, but there's a couple of them there. They have a PBR okay. down there too, actually, which is so nice. Yeah. So yeah. Very cool. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. I'll look you up when I, when I book that. Yeah, absolutely. Right. All on. right, Austin. Well, Hey man, uh, it's great having you on. And, uh, like I said, we'll probably meet in person here in the not too distant future. All right. Sounds good. All right, man. Have a great day. All right, thank you. You bet. Okay. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends at the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the roping pen. Well, I ain't no play speed. But I give her hell, he never can tell. Someday I just might be We'll turn a few steers And we'll tell a few lies Kick back in the saddle And philosophize Most of life's problems Yeah, we're gonna solve them Down at the roping pen Yeah, we don't do it for the money Yeah, we're always broke Just ask Clint what he paid a rope Now he's lost a dozen wives Half the fingers on his hands To the rope and pain And it takes a little skill And a little luck If you can talk smack If you can back it up Oh, but we're all friends no matter who wins, down at the roping pen. Well, I ain't no play or speed. But I give her hell, hey, you never can tell. Someday I just might be. We'll turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize most of life's problems. By God, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. We'll 
we'll see y'all again next weekend down at the Roman Pen. Down.